0: You're listening to Bell Book and Candle with Mella Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch.
1: Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon.
0: Hey,
1: y'all, I'm Mella. And I'm the Southern Bell in Bell Book and Candle. We've got another great dialogue for you today. Our guest is Saul Ravencraft. Saul is an executive occultist who provides diversion and escape for people with demonstrations of mind powers, strange tales, and weird artifacts. He tells fortunes and is a true believer in the power of intention. He's a magical practitioner and a devotee to elemental powers and the Seven Principles of the Cabalion. Welcome, Saul. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you so much. It is very, very nice to be here, Mella. Wow, uh, what a, what an interesting journey. Uh, I got involved in all this stuff to prove it wasn't true. Oh, wow. ended up going <laughs> way down the rabbit hole. So careful what you wish for.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: If you'd asked me 10 years ago if I ever imagined myself being on a broadcast like this, hmm. uh, never, never in a million years. Wow. And and yet, here I am.
1: Here you are, and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> so on this podcast, we're all about personal practice, everyday tips, ideas to practice your witchy path more than just on special occasions. I mean, if someone wants to do it on special occasions, that's fine, but we're all about everyday practice. And I really love when a guest comes on the podcast with tools to help the listeners go deeper but before we get into that i am so curious about the weird artifacts that your bio mentions so do you have <laughs> a weird artifact that you can show or tell us about
0: well actually i have uh, i have a, a couple at hand so i can actually talk to you about a couple of things so this is uh this is something that i recently acquired it is from about the 1920s. Uh, it is uh, a ritual implement from uh, Oddfellow ceremonies. Uh, I came across a fellow who, is, um, who deals with those kinds of things and uh, collects and, and makes them available to people who can appreciate them. Um, if you've ever seen older pictures of Aleister Crowley, in his pseudo-Egyptian attire, you've seen him holding things like this, um, which uh, is is very much a part of of all of that. He was involved in the early formation of Masonic rituals, and Mm -hmm. and of course everybody that that bled out of that. Um, So that's a fun one. I haven't haven't really done too much with this, except uh, admired it, but uh, we're gonna dig into it at some point. And, yeah, um, it
1: looks like what the pharaohs, one of the things the pharaohs would hold when they have their crossed arms.
0: Right. It is, it is that same idea. And wow. this, is, um, this is a talking board.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and it uh, came to me through someone who said they needed to get it out of the house.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: they used it somewhat unwisely yeah they uh they were all by themselves and liquored up and (laughs) opening to whatever wanted to hang out oh gosh and and they overstepped and uh i was asked to to come in and we we blessed the house and we we explored what was there and helped him identify what was going on uh and he said please make this go away (laughs) (laughs) And that that happens with some of the artifacts. I have a doll that is a similar situation. Uh, Poor thing. Uh, She, I think, just wants attention. And uh, she was in an antique shop, and uh, there was just too much going on. Mm. And uh, so she showed up in a bag. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Please make this go away. Uh, And I treat these kinds of things with care Uh, the Ouija board. It's not the Ouija boards fault uh, uh, That the the gentleman was was being unwise.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, so it sat in a circle of salt for about a month uh, And I just let it let it be and I didn't feel anything really around it Mm -hmm. Uh, Ouija boards by themselves I mean, God, you buy them at a toy store, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the, the satanic kin doll. Uh, <laughs> but the, it, it's, it's the usage. It's the intention yeah. that you put into it. And that's really what a lot of these things are about. And things that have been exposed to extraordinary situations absorb an extraordinary vibration. Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes you need to be wary of that stuff Uh, but sometimes it's just a matter of putting it in a place of safety and treating it with respect
1: yeah okay that's a great way to look at it and maybe that is even some good advice for people who are having issues with something that they have
0: I Agree with that when when I have people talk to me about situations like that uh, Because I, I didn't set out to be an exorcist or anything like that But people when they see some of the things that I collect and display uh, they they assume that mm-hmm. uh, I know all about that and I don't know that I know all about that but I've certainly gained some experience with it and a lot of for example hauntings uh, a lot of people begin with fear and and drama and all of that and of course the the uh, the ghost shows that we get on television don't help yeah um, <laughs> because they do they do either come in trying to investigate and squeal and run at everything that happens, Yeah. or they come in with a very overbearing presence as though they're gonna sprinkle the holy water or something like that. And in many cases, you're dealing with a situation where there's an overlap between Mm -hmm. existence. I mean, first, you own the home. Mm -hmm. It's your place, and people forget how much authority they have. That, I think, is an issue right now overall with witches in general, Mm -hmm. is we forget who's the witch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the wizard? Who's got the power here? Mm -hmm. Uh, And we give our power to someone else. And and so one of the first things is if you're encountering something weird in your home, is first, remember, it's your home. Mm And that gives you an awful lot of authority there, yeah. which must be obeyed in many mm-hmm. cases. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're dealing with something that's that's a big bad, right? But yeah. but in most cases, your authority is pretty pretty potent. Yeah. And and also is is what's going on here really scary, or just inconvenient? Yeah. And is this something where you can basically tell your roommate, Hey, could you not blast the music between these hours?
1: Right. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Can we come to some arrangement where we interact, but, Mm -hmm. but we, we don't have to, uh, I get to sleep and, and that kind of thing. And if you really need it out of your house, Treat it like someone's grandmother who has stayed too late at the party. Mm. Gently say, hey, you're really causing disruption. The animals and the baby are very uncomfortable. Mm. And, and I, I need you to move on. You, you don't have to go home, but you, you can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and that simple acknowledgement of your own authority and exerting that authority as though you actually have it, yeah, uh, makes a, a tremendous difference. Yeah, and 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 yet so many people won't dare. Even people who are practitioners don't believe they have the power, and yeah. they need some guy with his his bionic eye to come in. <laughs> and, yeah, around and,
1: these parts they call me in.
0: <laughs> right, right, and uh, and. You know, it's not something that, that that is a call very often. It's certainly not something that I advertise. But every yeah. once in a while, across, come across someone that goes, "I have to ask you something," <laughs> uh, and uh, you you, I mean that that's part of the part of having the authority is is accepting the responsibility.
1: Right, right. I think that is just so important for people to know that they have way more power than they think they have. Oh yeah. oh yeah. When I go into the homes, I will tell them at the end, listen, this is your house. Just like what you were saying. This is your house. You don't have to call me out here. You have as much authority, and if, even if you don't believe it, pretend that you do. Because right. I go in and I say, I, and I tell whatever's there, I said, I'm the most powerful creature here right now, and you're going to leave.
0: Well. Yeah, yeah, and and the person the person who lived there probably could have done that just as well. Absolutely, they just yep. didn't believe it. Right. I remember the day after the incident um, in 2016. The first thing that happened when I woke up and and heard the phrase uh, "President Elect Trump" was it went, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then went back and realized that I had predicted that in January of that year with a numerology article that I wrote. Mm. Um, so uh, I, I guess I shouldn't have been completely unexpected. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a solid prediction. What it was was looking at the, the candidates at that time and looking what energies were required for them to win. Mm. And and. Basically, it, it showed that Trump was actually pretty well positioned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I forgot about it because that was just silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember the day after it happened, I woke up and many of my friends who are much more connected with metaphysical things acted with just complete despair.
1: Hmm.
0: And, and I, I didn't understand it. I, I didn't act that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it was bizarre, but my general philosophy is who's the wizard, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, rich people in Washington don't get to decide mm-hmm. what I manifest. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I had this picture in my head that somewhere there is a basement in Washington where a group of black-robed people are standing in a circle going, uh, uh, uh," (laughs) just soaking in all the energy we send them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? So they can raise Cthulhu or something. (laughs) Whatever Um, it is they're doing. (laughs) Whatever it is they're doing. And you you don't have to feed the vampires. Mm, Good point. That's a choice. Uh, and, and I've continued to maintain now, does that mean that I never get discouraged? Does that mean that I never have doubt? Uh, does that mean that I don't do stupid ass stuff? (laughs) Um, no, no, I, I embrace all those things, (laughs) but it's my responsibility.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm the one who gives the most energy into what's going to happen of anybody. And when I forget that and I give my power over to someone else, then I become their tool mm. and they get to manifest using me. Okay. And uh, you, you get to decide that. Yeah. And you get to decide when to stop doing that.
1: Hmm. I want to jump off something you said, because it's an interesting thing and it's just a word you used. You called yourself a wizard. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of male practitioners who will choose to use the word witch. It's not male or female to a lot of people. Why do you choose to use the word wizard? What does that mean?
0: I chose the word wizard because of Harry Potter. Okay. (laughs) When Harry Potter came out, uh, I mean, you know, in my Dungeons and Dragons time, I was always the wizard. Uh, (laughs) But when Harry Potter came out, it it became an instant recognizable sort of thing. And and I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. When 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 I would call myself a wizard, people would just go, "What do you mean by that?" <laughs> <laughs> and that is always what I want to do. That's that's why I'm now using the phrase executive occultist, mm. which actually comes from an Eddie Izard routine. He's a British <laughs> comedian who. Uh, one day called himself the executive transvestite. He's not one of those weirdo transvestites. He's an executive transvestite. Flies business class, raising the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and and that phrase came up in, as a joke in a conversation with someone. Executive occultist, that's what you are. You're yeah. not one of those weirdo occultists. <laughs> and I, I laughed and then I thought, you know, that's not such a bad idea. It invites mm. the questions. What do you mean by that? Yeah. And yet at the same time, it's it's got its own loaded phrases in there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm a theatrical person. Uh, and I I like things that engage people. Mm. And so even though I don't mind being considered a witch, uh I, I I like to use words that get people to go, well, what is, let, let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, just like you did. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> words are so powerful. I mean, that's how we do so much in our world is with words. So let's talk about some of the topics that you are very interested in. So I, I know that I have struggled with severe depression, fear, anxiety, it really took a large chunk of my life. I'm 49 and it took, I'd say, more than half my life. And I felt like I was trying to fit into a box that advertising and culture, and even the church that I was in was trying to shove me into, I did not fit. And part of my experience of of coming out of that was finding my path and just finding my place in the world, really. So did deepening your own personal practice touch on other parts of your life?
0: Oh, yeah. No, no. When, when I opened myself, and like I said, this was not my original goal. <laughs> I was digging into to these kinds of things uh, from a very skeptical perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was more surprised than anyone hmm. when, when I actually began to go, huh, well, that, that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. and and started to get into it. And, and ultimately, the big threshold for me was uh, a friend of mine. Her name is Skye. She's been a practitioner pretty much all her life. And she sat me down one day and she said, um, you are doing things mm-hmm. and you probably need to start doing them on purpose or someone is going to get hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my first thought was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. That's that's ridiculous, and then she she pointed out a few things that I was clearly influencing through my will, and I went, huh? <laughs> and then out of that, uh, outside of that, I had situations whatever the whatever the witchy equivalent of Gadar is started going off, and I had people that would be going. Hey, and I like no. And they go, Yeah, and I'm like no. And then I went, Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I I had people begin to respond to me. One of them said, You were clearly a very powerful wizard. Mm. And I went, Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but Ghostbusters gave us the best advice ever. When someone asks you if you're a God, you say yes. (laughs) (laughs) And and I began to own it. And that ownership Mm. was the main thing. And you mentioned something that I think is really a powerful idea that we have to engage with, is advertising. Mm. We live in a culture that is driven by advertising. Mm -hmm. And one of the techniques in advertising a very popular technique in advertising is we've got to break you down Mm -hmm. We got to demonstrate your faults. Yeah, we got you. We've got to make sure you know something is wrong with you Mm -hmm. So that you can buy my product to fix it Yeah, and that's one thing I struggle with someone who is Who is offering things to people is I don't want to be that guy that makes you dependent. Yeah. I want to empower you with mm-hmm. whatever it is you choose to partake from me. Yeah. But you don't need me. Yeah. Just like those people didn't need you to get these things out of their house, but they right. decided they needed you, uh, and they didn't know what to do about it, mm-hmm. and so so they brought you in. And probably if you had just written some stuff down, said, okay, here's a few things, uh, go do this. I blessed a house by by letting someone do it themselves one time, yeah, and it yeah. worked just fine. But I had to convince them that they had the power to do it, yeah, and they immediately did it, and it worked out extremely well.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and right now, those of us who are living a witchy lifestyle are still living in this day-to-day world, mm-hmm. probably watching too much television
1: probably.
0: <laughs> and, and we are getting all of these messages that tell us how things are supposed to be and mm-hmm. what is wrong with us mm-hmm. that we can't, we can't have a lovely place to live while at the same time appearing not to ever work. <laughs> 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 right? yeah. We, we, we had to go and, and do the stuff and the things Yeah, and, and Yet we are constantly fed this impossible image Mm -hmm. of beauty, of happiness, of body type and right thinking and and all of those things. Relationships. (laughs) Right. Right. We're all stupid, unloved and unattractive. Yeah. Please help me. Yeah. All right. and as, as someone who is involved in entrepreneurship, I don't know if you experience this, but I get bombarded with ads and things talking about how the only thing missing from me getting that six-figure income every month <laughs> is, is this one secret that this person yeah, has. Every day. <laughs> for And all I got to do is take their course. Yep. And I've done a few of them and they all pretty much tell me the same thing, you know, get your stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing it. Right. Uh, and 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 yet they're still so tempting. Mhm. I I click on some of them and I get real close every once in a while <laughs> and then realize who's the wizard. Mm. <laughs> and I think that for many of us, we we are uh, our culture makes us so susceptible to this. Mm. And this is where we really need to be a lot more uppity in our practices. Mm. Be the uppity witch. Okay. Right? I don't need you. I've got the universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it's, it's so easy to say that and so hard to do it. And a lot of it is, is I think, removing yourself from the situations where people lament have you been involved in witchy forums where people are constantly talking about what's what's damaging them and how they can't and can anyone help me do this that or the other and it is just so helpless yeah those people have not embraced their own power right and no one in that forum will fix it for them right and Until you cross that threshold of enlightenment and empowerment, you are always going to be saying, I can't. You know There are all these things on me, and they're, they're not getting better, and someone tell me which spell to cast. Yeah? And, and I feel for those people because I know that I can't really do anything. And yet there are so many people that are willing to bombard them.
1: But yeah, I totally agree. People just are so, so floundering in what they're supposed to do, and they want everybody to fix it for them, and they don't embrace their own power.
0: Well, and regrettably, witchcraft is not like it is in the movies and the comic books. Right. You don't open the magic book and get all the <laughs> glowy stuff around. That is the thing that has frustrated me the most about having a practice. Mm. Is that most of the stuff that I do could be attributed to coincidence mm-hmm. and there's no glowy stuff there's <laughs> no there's no dramatic music yeah it, it, it just you know things just kind of sort of work out right the way that I'm wanted and maybe it would have been that way anyway can't prove otherwise right except you know once yeah. you know you know
1: you do yeah
0: um, and until you know, you don't know
1: that's right
0: and you doubt and that's (laughs) one of the things that i think is very important is we have to develop our own real confidence Mm -hmm. and we have to know yeah and and i mean there there's a part of me i'm a chaos magician i didn't know that until someone pointed it out to me (laughs) and then once they did I went well what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I dug into it and I went, oh, yeah, that makes so much more sense. Hmm. And, and yeah, that is exactly my attitude. Hmm. Uh, I, I, but but there is a part of me that wonders if some of the old Gardnerian thresholds that you'd have to pass and people would people would tap you on the head and say, yeah, verily, you may go to the next level. (laughs) You have enough experience points. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you may progress and now you can cast second level spells. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But but I feel in some ways that some people need that Mm -hmm. sort of permission. Yeah. Intellectually, they've decided they need that. Hmm. But in actuality, it's always there anytime you choose to claim it. Yeah. And that that's a scary? great way of
1: putting it. Yeah, that is scary.
0: <laughs> you could you could tomorrow be as powerful as you decided to be. Hmm. Now of course the other half of that is I think that what comes along with acceptance of that power is a certain level of maturity. Right. When people talk about what what can you get to manifest And the answer is, well, anything. Mm -hmm. People go, you mean I could have a full-size battleship show up in my driveway? (laughs) Right. And the answer is yes. But you have to maintain that desire and that work to draw it to you. Yeah. Until everything falls into place. Mm -hmm. And that one's a really special order. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: It <laughs> <laughs> might take a little longer.
0: <laughs> That's going to take quite a while to manifest. Mm. And in the meantime, there are probably other things that are much more important to you. Right. That you're going to be taking energy away from. Mm. But if all you want in life is a battleship in your driveway, there's a way for the universe to provide that. I think, really, you don't want it. Right. You just think you want it. Yeah. But you're not willing to put everything into it to bring Mm -hmm. it about, because that's a big thing to bring about, Yeah, but you could do it. You could do it. Yeah. And, and I think that as people start to get into this practice, uh, they recognize what is really for their greater good Mm. and what is just dumb stuff that they think that would be cool.
1: Right. Just fluff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and you don't want to waste your practice on the fluff. Right. Every once in a while, maybe a treat. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> but in general, spending all of your time, that the good stuff comes when everything begins to, when, when you begin to fall into place. Yeah. And a lot of the things that you think are the good stuff aren't necessary. Yeah. But some of it you get anyway. Yeah. Just because you're sending out that positive, powerful vibration mm-hmm. that, that the music continues. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and yet many people, I don't think embrace that that's possible for them.
1: Mm. Yeah. So y'all show Saul some love, all of our guests some love by visiting their websites, checking them out on social media. And if you end up reaching out to them, tell them that you heard them on bell book and candle. And don't forget that you can always send me comments about an episode, insights on questions that you want to ask me. And if you would like, you could even click that link and send a little voice message to me. Super easy, y'all. And I reckon I might just use it on one of our future episodes. Take care and y'all be blessed.
0: Thank you all for listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at bellbookcandlesc, that's bell, B-E-L-L-E, or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.